0: Welcome to part two of the October episode of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. Uh, If you've listened to part one, you'll have already heard us recap on some fantastic results we've had recently. Coming up in part two, we'll discuss the statement that the club put out prior to the Huddersfield Town Game about chanting. Um, We'll look ahead to the next four matches up to the international break. There's one right at the end of that that's already looking a bit tasty. And uh, we will discuss the latest developments with Powercourt. We'll only do it briefly because uh, I think the next podcast will be the one to um, to have a real extended chat about that. But there is an update, so we will chat about that. Uh, Tony, I'll come to you because you're the one who, uh, out of uh, y- yourself and James, who spends more time in the stands. This statement that the club put out before the Huddersfield game, which the Trust um, echoed and supported, uh what what do you think about it? What do you read into it and you know what's your what, what's your take on it?
1: Um if you look at it, I mean I, I know support I will seeing what we want and whatever, and I'm thinking, do you know what? Look at look at this um objectively. The club were put in a position where they had to make a statement, they had to say something, they had to do something, and they had no choice but to criticise what people were singing. So I think people have got to be a bit realistic. Now there's a lot of us around there, and some of these chants are, oh, I feel, a bit out of order. You know, nobody, I think, is, is moaning too much about the type of language used, but yeah, I think we should
0: we should stretch and we it's pretty obvious or it's it should be obvious that the club aren't singling out the chants that have got swearing in it. So yeah. the chants like, yeah. and if you pardon the phrase for those that are listening who don't like the bad language, but the, the songs like Fuck the FA, they're not the yeah. ones that no. they're getting at. The ones that they're getting at are the ones that yeah. have racist connotations to them, whether you like the fact that they do or don't or think they do or don't, they do. And the um, homophobic chants towards a certain yeah. person who – you know, happens to have an interest in the club down the road. They're the chance in particular that they're trying to single out, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and and, and I agree with the club on that um, because you you you're going to find that in our own sub- supporter base, there's going to be all types of people there. You can look around and see it. there's people from all races. There's people from all sexual orientations. So a lot of that is going to upset our own supporters. Okay. And and I find that some of it is just ridiculous and, and, and it's got all old hat. I mean, the one, who, you know, Tony thought his mother is a whore. I mean, you can understand people being upset at the time when he left us for QPR and all of that. But... You know, how many of our up-and-coming supporters now could even think and think, who's Tony Thorpe? You know, and I know Tony Thorpe himself finds it funny, um, but that's not the point. I, I just think, do you know what? You know, let's move on. Let's move it to bed. You know, there's plenty of other targets, like the lot up the road. Um, and even the the the, the, the boys um, who were really non-league with, uh, you know, uh, you know who I'm getting at wickham that's it i couldn't they're so insignificant i forget about it but yeah and and then the, 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 there's a number of things like this thing. Luton boys are on a bender elton john is a sex offender and i'm thinking oh for crying out loud you know not only the fact but it, it, it that, is, that is slander as well it's libelous because it's not true is it he's got no record at all of being a sex offender and whatever And it's still the same with the ones about, oh, John's got HIV, you know. I think, for God's sake, you know, there's plenty of other things we can rip the piss out of them on, like they had a player called Success, you know, that that colour scheme they wear and, you know, like they're all walking around like somebody just puked up all over their shirts and whatever, you know. I I, I just think it's... um, it's time to move on people you know yeah it's easy to say snowflake or whatever right? i get snowflake but then i find the people are doing it and then jumping up and down about um well you can't tell us what to sing and do it and i thought now well who's the snowflakes now you know <laughs> just, yeah just, just just grow up just grow up you know that's all i've got to say on it kevin
0: yeah, exactly. There's certain songs. There's a song about Pelly. There's a song about Carlos Mendez Gomez and whether you like it or not and whether you accept it or not, or whether that was the yeah. intention or not. It may not have been the intention. There is definitely racial connotations to that. And who knows? No one's spoken to those two players. They might hate it. I was in the crowd last night, sat next to Admiral Musque's dad. And whilst he was telling me how much he's loving um, watching his boy playing for Luton and how much his boy is loving playing for Luton, there are, there are black players on the pitch representing our club and they don't need to hear the kind of nonsense that we, that we sing. Uh, James, that, I'll come to you on this one. The other thing, God, yeah, just, I mean, just,
1: just, just to say, to, uh, Kev, sorry, I just thought, it, it, the Sonny Bradley song as well. Now, I know for a fact, Mrs. Hates that. She absolutely yeah, yeah, hates exactly, that song.
0: Exactly. You know, yeah, I mean,
1: And, and, and you, you've got to think about how it's but, affecting on people.
0: That's it. They're, they're they're representing our club. They they might the players themselves might have nothing against it, but their families are watching their loved ones playing at, at at the same time, and they don't want to hear all this nonsense. James, I come to you. One of the best days that I've had as a Luton fan was at Notts County away when we won um, League Two and the chant that was relentless around Nottingham and you could probably have been in Derby and you'd have still heard it was woke up this morning feeling fine. That is an absolute perfect chant for the Luton fans to sing and why not bring it back out again because who knows, he might take us up once again this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, it has come out again, hasn't it? I'm
0: really happy about that because it was... uh, Probably the best chant we've had in years.
2: Probably one of the best and that day that we were talking about at Notts County, one of the best... um, moments in football that I've ever seen. I had the pleasure of doing this in life. Um, I've said it on this podcast numerous times. Um, yeah, the, you know, chance, charting in football is absolutely fantastic uh, for the most mm. part. Let's not take it away and, you know, dig out the FA as much as you like and stuff. But I'm just so tired, so tired, not just in football, just generally of racists and homophobes and backwards knuckle draggers to be honest you can't it, it's all right us saying it you shouldn't sing it and you, and you shouldn't that's the right thing to say and I, I applaud the club for doing it but these people don't care they don't they're not going to listen to me and if they do listen to me they'll just have a go at me on social media or something or whatever or it's just tiresome, boring old yeah. bollocks. And just get over it. It's just There's so much more joy in this current team, in this squad, and, and what's going on with Luton Town Football Club T- to drag out this whole nonsense. It's just, ah, oh, God's sake. Get a yep. life.
0: Yeah, no, I, mean, I absolutely agree. Actually, sitting in the away end in Derby last night, apart from one or two times where they tried to get that ridiculous new Elton John um, chant going... The the banter between the two sets of fans last night was absolutely fantastic. There was the derby end behind the goal that Luton scored the two goals in was heaving. It was almost like a non-league game actually. Everyone was behind that goal in a derby sense, or they were to our right. We were in, we were in the corner that the players celebrated Elijah's goal from, and they were to our right, and they were in that in that stand, and they were doing this ridiculous bouncing thing. Uh, they've obviously seen it on telly in Europe or something and they were doing all this bouncing stuff when they were winning and one so one of one side of them was asking the other side to sing them a song and then they'd get them to do it back and then of course when Luton equalized Luton you know you're not bouncing anymore and asking both sets of fans to sing Luton fans a song and they were, they were all quiet and everything. That kind of banter, that's fantastic. The atmosphere was absolutely brilliant last night. It was one of the best atmospheres for an away game from both sets of fans that I've been to for a while. Obviously, Saturday was brilliant atmosphere because mm. the Luton fans were just raucous all day long and that was great. But it just shows that we can do it. There are plenty of chants out there. Elijah Adebayo's got a chant which is good and it's getting... Um, lots of time we had the matty pearson chant beforehand that was absolutely brilliant yeah. and everyone loved singing that and things like that we've got so many players that we can sing so many good songs about you know we're coming up to christmas i'm sure we're going to get plenty of the harry Cornick song over the next couple of months and things like that the, the good songs that focus on the players the players themselves the nathan jones songs let's have a lot more of them and a lot less worrying about what's going on with the bloke who's uh Pl- Pl- in Pl- their down Pl- Pl-
1: Sometimes, Kev, they do come up with stuff that's quite witty. You
0: yeah, know, exactly. like the Huddersfield game where they said, "What a waste of diesel!" or Coventry, whichever game it was. You know, what a waste of yeah, petrol yeah, or whatever what it was. Given the time of the, you know, the yeah. petrol crisis and everything that was going on, that was quite. That was quite funny, wasn't it? But yeah. and that's what I that's mean. What,
1: one, one, of, one of the ones I remember, which actually nearly had me wetting myself, was the last time we played Leeds at home. And they were all singing "Jimmy Savile's One of Your Own," and I thought that was absolutely fantastic. It's not be—it's not calling anybody names or anything like. It was just to wind the leads up, you know. And and you know, it, but even when you when you hear things like you know. Um, Songs that you know, I laugh at as well when they start singing Luton's a shithole. I want them to go home with my attitude. That well, nobody asked you to come here. So piss off. We got your money. You know. Um, <laughs> I, 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 but other things like you know, when you sing, you you, you know, well, you, you think of Watford you're just a small town in in Luton or whatever. You know, that's okay, but you know, there's, there's no need to be that offensive. You know.
0: No, we have more than enough people that we can get stuck into without having to worry about what's going on with him down the road. and that. So let's focus our chance on the on the team, yeah. please. This team is exciting. It's fantastic. And the more that we can sing about this team, the, the better they're going to play, the atmosphere that they're going to create. is just going to be even better. So that'd be great. And let's start with that. Let's look ahead to these four games that are coming up between now and the next international break. Let's start with that on Saturday, James, when we welcome another League One winning hero um, back. He's not actually playing for Hull tonight, so I don't know if he's injured or not, but that's George Moncur. Hull, uh, um, Hull of the visitors to Kenworth Road. Uh, I I don't want to get too overconfident. I think Nathan uh, mentioned that the players had got overconfident last night, didn't he? And I'm um, certainly not uh, wanting to follow suit, but really and truly, this is a game that Luton looking at all three points at, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, quite simple. I mean, it's um, you know when you're looking at the teams come up, they've always got they've got to do what Luton did, haven't they? Which is try and stay up and establish themselves. So technically, um, a hollow at least a season behind Luton, Um, you'd think. And so, if Luton have got any aspirations, you know, to get up the table or to stay where they are, challenge for playoffs and whatnot. Then uh, these are the teams, as we saw against Peterborough in the first game of the season. These are the teams you've got to be, you know. I'm not saying you have to, you have to smash them like you did against Peterborough, um, but you, you would think that Luton have uh, too much room. I mean, they're just a point above uh, the relegation places, and that's where you imagine. Uh, <coughs> Hull would be Peter. Peter are just below them. That's sort of the natural order of things, isn't it? Really? Unless you have some sort of outstanding uh, introduction back into the championship, that's sort of where you're going to be. So um, that's not to say that they're going to be a walkover, because they will have uh, retained some of that confidence in coming up from last season. But uh, it's it, it, it's a game. Where I think that there will be some changes for Luton as well, uh, judging on what Nathan has said, and that's just, and that that doesn't come with any fear anymore. That just comes with, oh, there's another set of players who're jumping at the bit. So I think that you'll probably get a reaction to the uh, sort of not quite high uh, performance of of a
0: derby. Yeah, usually when this side are below par, they don't need telling. They know it, and they come out and they put in a good shift in the next game. Um, Tony James said that there'll be changes on Saturday, or he thinks there'll be changes. There'll definitely be one, won't they? Because Mason is suspended for that game, which will probably yeah. give Reese Burke a chance against his former club. So he's got even more reason to uh, stick in a decent display.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just take a place in in in, in the side. You know, climb, take a climb, I should say. And Monker on the other side so it'll be interesting but you know like we were saying earlier I think Hull are going to be one of these teams that might come on park the bus I think um, you know I, I don't want to see us get into the t- into the situation we spoke about earlier where you know we'll be looking at and going teams like Hull or teams like Peterborough you know, I, I'm expecting us to get three points from there. But again, I think there will be a, a, quite a few changes. I, I can see Fred and and uh, Musgrove staying in the side, uh, Burke coming in, and it'd be nice to see uh, Barry get back in and and have another game. But again, with Jordan Clark and coming off as well, I you know you, you probably think that he might come back in because after last night, he would probably want to give a better account of himself and show that he, he's still uh, very much at the forefront of uh, Jones's thinking. So uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I, I, I see that, but, um, you know, the pressure is going to be on Hull to pick up points. So, uh, but I, you know, at the end of the day, I expect another three points.
0: And of course, we still got Alan Campbell to come back into this squad. He's not yeah. even getting bench at the minute. It's, um, it's incredible how strong this squad is right now, and uh, I wouldn't want to be Nathan Jones for these four games because uh, he's going to have some headaches, I think. After um, after Hull at home, James, we make the trip to Preston, which isn't a happy hunting ground for us. A little bit like Derby, not necessarily the happiest of hunting grounds, but um, they're a side who haven't done an awful lot this season, so maybe this is the time that you know we go up there and we get three points.
2: Yeah, I mean, I fancy them too. Um, I didn't think they were great shakes last season and they've carried on in the same vein I think um, although they're not too far behind Luton so they're not, not in uh, dire straits or anything um, from you know and uh, you know, just from what I've seen of Luton uh, and the way that they've changed if if uh, Preston were anything like they were last season which was fairly pedestrian they've uh, got a of chance of steam driver in them I think um
0: uh, I hope they do Tony what do you see in that Preston game Set? is there anything in Preston we always have good battles with them but we just don't seem to come out on the right side of them. apart from that home game last yeah. season obviously fans were allowed back
1: well, we won at Preston last season didn't we one yeah, we did we won 1-0
0: you're did. absolutely right yeah. they're, all, they're always tight battles though aren't
1: they yeah but I can't I can't see any reason why we can't do the same you know it, it, it's a similar feeling we're going to go up there They're going to find us hard to beat. We're far more competitive now than we were last season and the season before. We're more athletic. Um, Our fitness levels are better. So, you know, I I think they'll have a week to recover from Saturday. So you never know. I'm I'm hoping we'll uh, perform like we did at Millwall. So uh, I'm very hopeful of coming away from there with three points. I'd, I'd yeah, I'm
0: trying my hardest to forget any game of football that didn't have sports out, apart from one April afternoon last season, um, which is why I'd completely forgotten that we did win at Preston last season. It's almost not entered um, entered my mind. Hopefully we win uh, next Saturday anyway, mm. and uh, and I'll remember that one for, uh, for absolute sure. After that, James, two home games to round us off before the international break. First one against Middlesbrough and to be honest, apart from the first game back in the Championship, I try and forget every game that exists with Middlesbrough as well, whether I've been there or not, because they're terrible to watch. Um, But this isn't a good Middlesbrough side. I think they're under pressure with um, Neil Warnock's been um, touted about maybe leaving the job and things like that. Um, This time is surely the time that we can turn them over.
2: Well, you say that, but they're still level-pegging with Luton points-wise, so... He manages to get some sort of tune out of the team, doesn't he? That, uh, no one, but it's never a nice tune, is it? Um, yeah, I mean, Leighton, <laughs> I mean, James Collins just scored up at their place, in the Last season, uh, so, uh, those are the small margins, I suppose. But, like we said before, uh, previously in this podcast, scoring yeah. a lot more goals, so I think that. I'm, I think they've got a style now that can suit home and away, whereas before the away form was uh, predicated on keeping it tight being pragmatic and you know one nil. I think they can go after teams a lot more now. Um, I'm, I'd like I'd like to see that they do that against me, but to see when they come up against the sort of uh, industrial team like. A Warnock team or a Mick McCarthy team, uh, (coughs) Cardiff, although he might not be there by the time they come back to play, that they they can dispense with those teams and play some proper football because uh, they ain't usually great games to watch.
0: Yeah, no, in terms of style, it's going to be beauty against the beast, isn't it? Um, That one, Tony, and that's before I even mention that clown that's on their coaching staff.
1: How do you see that one going? It's a difficult one to call um, because Warnock, you know, normally seem to have the Indian sign over us. And uh, Mr Blackwell, you know, um, hopefully he'll get some stick. But um, again, I think we're quite capable of picking up three points again there. So that's what I'll be looking for in that game. Again, three points.
0: Yeah, I think I read somewhere they've got all sorts of defensive injuries. Middlesbrough, yeah. but he does like a whinge, doesn't he, Warnock? So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a load of bollocks. Um last game before the international break, there is gonna be an awful lot of media attention on this one. James, I'm sure you've already got plenty of questions fired up to go with this one. Stoke at home. It's the first time that we've played them with fans in since um, well, I'm not even, we're not even gonna um go there since you know what happened. Um so be a bit of extra spice around that one. How do you see that one going?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the extra fiery spice, I don't think. It's sort of like, No, uh, no, no.
0: If, you, if you're talking <laughs> Nando's, we're not talking flaming Hot. Yeah. We're, we're kind of on lemon and herb spice. Lemon and herb
2: spice, yeah, exactly. It's um, I think if he's going to... He might get some grief from the Stokes supporters, who didn't like him much, but, you know, we've turned that corner a long way down the road. That's what uh, I would suggest. Uh, if there's going to be any spice it would be in the fact that uh, they're another team but they're, they're just above me in the division. they. Uh, those are the teams who uh, uh, cut a sort of Chinese big potatoes uh, swathe across the league and they without actually properly delivering so if you can knock them off their perch a little bit uh, that shows you're going in the right direction so uh, you know results haven't been uh, great against Stoke. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's one of those <laughs> I have got a sneaky feeling that'll be a draw I don't know what it is about it. I think it will it, there will be a hype around
0: it and it'll, it'll be one of those embarrassed. So the hype doesn't live up to it. Often is the case in there with those hyped up games. Um I guess if we do win, though, Tony, we're almost sure to get a few uh, chest pumps again, like uh, returned after the um, Millwall game on Saturday, and quite rightly so. You know, it's uh, we don't have a great record against this lot either. Do we? To be fair,
1: no, we don't. But I I think, well, I hope Nathan has them fired up for that one. Um, Don't want to win that, but again, this is another one that, that I find is hard to call. And I think I'd go along with James and say, you know, a draw. Um. You know, we, we I, I don't think we haven't beaten Stoke, have we, since we got back in the Championship? I don't remember it. Maybe you could correct me on that. So they seem to be a little bit of a bogey side against us. But, you know, this, these four matches coming up, with this side, we're quite capable of coming away with 12 points out of that. Although I don't think we will. I think we'll come away with, hopefully, you know, we'll go for 10 points out of that. But uh, that Stoke game, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting and there's no way in the world I'm going to miss that game, but uh, we'll be there. And uh, if we do beat them, it's going to be fun watching Nathan, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely is. Yeah, the, the whole the whole day is going to be uh, going to be fun there. Uh, Tomins has been on their bench actually recently in the last um, few weeks, yeah. so I know that they didn't want him last season, but they seem to. Seem to warn him again now, whether that's just because of injuries or not. I don't really follow Stoke enough to um, mm. to know. I mean, really, James, we've just taken eight points from four games. Win, draw, win, draw. If we went win, draw, win, draw from these four games, I don't think anyone's going to be too dissatisfied, are they?
2: I don't be happy with that. going to take that all day long. Um, you stretch that unbeaten record. Um, and, uh, yeah, that'll be, be tasty. Because, yeah, yeah. <coughs> We don't like to play Stoke, but but they are in and around it, so it be tough games. Anything you get off them, or, you know, albeit they are back-to-back home games, we'd um, like to. We'd like to take three points, but um uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd happily take draws and, and see where
0: we are. Yeah, so I think we're pretty positive about the games that are coming up. Uh, Going into the international break, Uh, the games, they they come seriously, they come fast after that next international break. So uh, that'll be an interesting time this season. But right now, the town are in good form and the boys are expecting that to continue over the coming weeks. Another thing that uh, the boys are optimistic and looking forward to is the progression of power court. And I'll stay with you, James, because... Plans are up in front of the council next week, next Wednesday. That would be the 27th of October. I think it's a public meeting um, about not new plans, but modified plans around the stadium at Powercourt, not the stadium itself, the sort of surrounding areas of it. Um, I've seen a few sort of comments like uh, from people that are worried that it's something to worry about. Just reassure everyone that, that it's not the case. It's purely procedural things.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think <coughs> people have it in their mind that things are going to go wrong. I mean, there's lots of things that can go wrong with planning, and there's lots of things that can go wrong with Luton trying to get a new stadium for 50, 60 years. <coughs> I don't see it like that, really. It's um, it's not it's not the big uh, ticket, I don't think, really, because it's it's that central part, of the stadium um, is just not involved in this particular one. So it's the uh, Extra stuff around the around the edges, and we all know what that is because they came out uh, and talked about the changes um, months ago. Now, really. it seems quite a long time ago. So it's, it's more housing. Um, I think the uh, the river still going to come out, but they're not over in the direction a bit or some other fancy word for it and that sort of stuff. So it's uh, it, it's not it's not the stadium yet. Uh, but what it does mean is another milestone towards getting there. I think that's the most positive thing. Um, you know, I think uh, the other bits will follow fairly swiftly, I think, in the coming months. And then um, we will look forward to to the day when you know, the first spades in the ground.
0: Yeah. Um, Absolutely, we do, Tony. This is just to clarify for anyone who doesn't understand the process. This isn't a financial thing, or a lack of finances, or anything like that. This is this is purely because since the time that the first plans went in, a pandemic has come along. Market uh, intentions have changed, and we're just basically remodifying everything that was around the stadium to fit with 2021 uh, habits as opposed to 2017 habits.
1: Exactly right Kev Um, You know as as James has said it's the surrounding development around the uh, stadium, the only difference with the stadium is that they intend to rotate it a little bit, that's all but the planning permission is in place for the stadium, that's not going to be an issue Um, and uh, you're absolutely right in what you say, it's procedural Um, you know, obviously we do talk to the club and They do update us and we've seen nothing to worry us about it. Yeah, it's frustrating because it's taken a long time. But even, um, you know, the the most pessimistic person has got to realise that over time things change. Even without the pandemic, you know, things were going to change. You know, uh, you've only got to look at the shopping centre, you know. Uh, the Arndale, as I I call it, I refuse to call it the Mall. Um, shops are moving out. Um, they're looking at maybe, perhaps, changing things and turning some of the retail into um, residential there. So, so things are changing. You know, it, it it's all down to the internet. You know, and lots more people are shopping online because you know there, there isn't the issues that there once were with that. So. Oh, say so Luton fans and people hang on in there we've waited this long it's only a little bit more you know I'm worried because I'm getting older I'm, I'm just hoping that I'll be around to uh, watch some games in power court I certainly intend to uh, well I have every intention of being there when it happens because uh, you know me personally uh, I intend to have a very good go at living forever but uh, you know <laughs> reality dictates other things doesn't it but so I'm not worried about it at all. I think we'll get there. Yeah.
0: So it's basically, it's a planning meeting next week, isn't it? To determine whether the changes that the club have put forward from the very first plans that they got planning permission for to the new modified 2020 style, sorry, 2021 style um, habits, uh, just to make sure that those, they're not great changes either, are they? They're just no. kind of, they're more no. structural changes and, than, than, than anything just to make sure that they go through this, is, this isn't going to be like the Newlands Park Power Court planning meetings of way back no. when where you know they drag out and then you know it's it'll so it still a, drag out I get I bet you because absolutely it'll drag it out yeah and if you are going then there's news agents across the road that do mighty good sweets, as me and James found out um, last for the last I month. mean
1: the thing is as well Kev you've got to remember that um the uh the Planning officers are all in favour of this, and uh, you know people just look at it. The the councillors who are on that committee know full well how people feel about it and what people want. You know, I'm not saying there can't be hiccups, but I don't anticipate anything.
0: Yeah, we're pretty confident that this. If there are hiccups down the road, this one won't be one of them. As I say, that meeting is, I believe, 7:30. On the twenty seventh of October, it is open to the public. Being honest, I don't recommend that you um, necessarily attend unless you really, really want to. I don't think it's going to be uh, that that important. But I'm sure if um, if that does become the case between now and then, the trust will let people people know. But we will discuss the results of that meeting, which is hopefully a positive meeting, and we'll know exactly where we stand a lot more by the next podcast. So we will dedicate a proper section on Power Court because we haven't done an awful lot on it so far this season purely because the work's going on behind the scenes rather than in front of the scenes and we only really want to comment on stuff that's uh, in in public knowledge but guys, you're pretty confident that next Wednesday it's just merely a tick in the box.
2: Yeah, it's been... um it's got the a, a recommendation is for approval, and that's usually a good sign. It's it's not often that it goes the other way after that, and they've taken so long to do it, it. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean they've probably gone through it with a very fine tooth comb, got the right advice, put the right things in place, and it should uh, they should get the thumbs up.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing to stress to remember throughout the whole of this process that um, delays aren't necessarily. Bad things, delays could be because they're making sure absolutely everything in it is watertight as opposed to loopholes being there and then that would cause a delay. So I think we're all pretty confident with that. We will confirm it. Just have next Wednesday in your mind, but uh, there will be an announcement. I'm sure uh, the council will announce the result of that meeting uh, pretty much as soon as it's happened. So um, keep an eye out for that. And uh, like I say, we'll discuss it in full in November. And we might even... Be able to get some reaction from the club we would we're, we're leaving it with them at the minute there will be a time when um, they come on the podcast but we're certainly not going to detract from their man hours just for them to give us the knowledge that we already sort of know sort of thing okay chaps that's it for this episode of the podcast thanks for you, uh, for your company thanks for joining James I know you're not particularly well but thanks anyway hope you feel better soon uh thanks um, for returning with us Tony I look forward to seeing you both oh, pleasure. yeah I look, look forward to seeing you both next month for those of you that do listen regularly uh, like us subscribe us review us and everything else because we will have a player podcast before the Preston game I don't know who that player is yet purely because we've got a game between now and then and I've uh, I, I will not um have injured players on the podcast because their recovery is a downside that more important than chatting bollocks to me for half an hour. So um, we'll hopefully get through Saturday's game unscathed and then I'll get the pick of three or four players and we'll, we'll get one on the podcast before Preston. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, then you'll get notified exactly when that comes along because I'm not sure what day it will be yet because there's an open training session at the club on Tuesday. So we're probably going to have to Maybe do it a bit later than what we normally do. So if you subscribe, you'll know exactly when that hits. Members of the trust, the AGM is taking place next month, um, 30th of November. You've already had notifications from that through email. And to everyone, there is a meet the manager evening with Nathan Jones in the pipeline in the next few weeks. Details of that is going to be announced over the weekend, I believe. So uh, keep your eye out for that and then you'll be able to throw any questions you've got at Nathan Jones yourself. That is it. I've absolutely finished. Uh, so, chaps, thanks for joining the meet, and we'll reconvene. Hopefully we'll reconvene in person next month. So any sound issues that Zoom causes would be a thing of the past and we can get back to a bit of normality, chaps. Yeah, yeah
1: that'd to. be great. Cheers, guys. Take thanks. care. Thanks
0: thanks for listening everyone and once again just to remind you if you've only listened to the second part of the podcast not the first one there's a minute's applause in the 19th minute of the game against Hull on Saturday for uh, young Jacob who sadly passed away over the weekend and we would really appreciate it if you will stand up and clap uh, in minute 19 against Hull till next month thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you then